you're listening to the Quality Coach Podcast, I'm your host, Jasmine Braxton. If you're a personal trainer who is trying to grow as a fitness professional, but feel unprepared to do so, listen in each week as myself and associates in the fitness space share practical tools and advice to help you become a quality coach. Welcome to the Quality Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine, and today we're talking about one of my favorite parts of the job of personal training that is really unaddressed, and that is coaching, or more specifically, coaching styles. Like legitimately, probably this is my favorite part of the job. (laughs) So what do people think about when they think of coaching? Well, from the client standpoint, most of the time they're thinking about how you're building out their experience. They're thinking about um, your your one-on-one time with them on the floor and how you are writing their programs and the things that you're helping them to do in that program, maybe a little bit of how you speak to them when you are training them, things of that nature. And while that is not necessarily wrong, that's not the full picture. So for a second, I want you to think about a person who supported you through a transition in some way at some point in your life. This doesn't have to be a coach on a sporting team. It literally can be like a friend. It could be a parent. It can be an old timer at the church. I don't know. But think about that person for a second. Now, the reason they were probably so influential for you is because they helped you tap into your intrinsic motivators or in other other words, the self-directed willingness within you to try something new, to go after something you want, or to think of yourself more positively. And in a nutshell, that is the purpose of coaching. It is helping someone see beyond their own limits and help them see what they can be rather than who they are right now. All right. So why does coaching style matter so much? You know, like if you're just helping people do What they came to you for, which is, hey, I'm giving you this workout and I'm going to be your like accountability person while you go through this. Why does the coaching style matter? But when you think about it, when you are a coach, you're acting as a guide to your client. All right. Not a glorified rep counter, if you will. You and your coaching style directly correlates to your personal impact with that client or that group of clients, it directly correlates to how you come across to someone else because not every style of coaching works for every type of person. So in today's episode, what I wanna take some time doing is defining the different styles of coaching and giving you some, some material to start thinking about your own coaching practice, your own coaching style, and what you can do to refine that. Because coaching, it's a skill, y'all. Like, it's not just something you pop out the womb knowing how to do. Some of us are a little bit more, um, I guess you can say, skilled at coaching because our personality type lends itself to that. But it's not to say that you can't learn it. It's just like entrepreneurship. People will tell you that it's something you're born wired to do, but it is teachable. You can learn how to do it. Just like, So it's the same thing with coaching. You can learn to be a better coach, even if you find yourself being not much of a people person or 
not much um, of an extrovert where maybe chatting comes naturally. All right, so let's get into these different styles. Style number one that I want to cover is called the authoritarian, aka the boss. You're the boss, okay? This is a coaching style where the coach makes all the decisions for the client and the client just does what they're told without asking many questions, all right? So a, a great example of this comes from like one of my favorite movies, um, Remember the Titans, Coach Boone and Remember the Titans, right? Boone was the law and he ran his team like a dictatorship. That's, if you've ever seen that movie and you remember scenes like when he first met the football team and Petey was being all hype and loud and he shut him down, that is like a prime example well, more of an extreme example of what the authoritative or authoritarian coaching styles looks like. This type of coach expects everyone to fall in line with what they say and don't ask any questions. Now, there are pros and cons to this, all right? The pros is things get done when you're around and people work hard because there is a certain level of fear or respect of you. Like when you come in a room, everybody like stiffens up. That is that you can consider that some people would consider that a pro. But a, the drawback is when you leave, so does a client's motivation to do the work. And so many new trainers feel like they have to be some variation or version of this because they feel like if they don't, their clients will feel like they're not doing enough and the client will leave. And this isn't always the case. This actually is never the case, really. But I can understand or you can see why a newer, less experienced trainer might feel like, oh, I have to tell them every little thing in their program. And I have to tell them, you know, what rate weights to choose and how much rest and how they should feel and how they should eat. And what that does is it shrinks the amount of autonomy that that client will develop for themselves or the self-governing ability because they're looking to you to tell them everything. So I want you to think about the type of client that this styles caters to and if you really want that type of client, all right? So the next coaching style is the democratic or AKA the guide. You are the guide for the client. This coach considers the client and what they believe or think in every decision. Like they look for the client's input in every choice. This is more, this type of style works more like a partnership with the client. It also works like a collaboration where the client is the hero and you are the guide getting them to where they're trying to go or helping them to achieve what they need, okay? A great example of this that most people probably can understand is Luke Skywalker and Yoda in Star Wars, okay? Or if you've watched The Hunger Games, Katniss and Heimich. Like Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker and Katniss, they were both like the heroes in the storyline. And they were great all by themselves, yes, but they needed a guide to achieve something that was out of their reach or was something that they just couldn't do on their own. And so when you think about it, 
in the context of a personal trainer and a client, you, the coach, can outline the program or the game plan, but you look for the input in the client from the client of how that will be done. Um, it is a big concept I try to teach when I'm working with trainers one-on-one to develop their programming um, skills and their programming ability what are the priorities and the plan that the client needs in order to make a program that you have laid out work? It's not just a you're the brainchild and they're the minion sort of thing. So when you're going along, um, when you're utilizing the democratic coaching style, you ultimately make the decisions that helps the client move to their goals, but the client can see their part in a decision and feel ownership in that plan. That's unfolding, which means they are more likely to work just as hard when you are around as they are when you are not around. So a democratic coaching style lends itself very well to if you are at a place where you're ready to start taking on um, clients online or shift to a hybrid business model where you have clients, where you see your clients in person, but a bulk of the bulk of their work is done without you being around. Okay. So think about the types of clients that would be best suited for this coaching style. And if this is a coaching style that you naturally fall into, it gives itself, it gives you some insight as to how you can start presenting your services and presenting your your coaching to people that you're trying to attract, okay? The next coaching style is called, it's a French word, y'all, so stick with me. <laughs> laissez-faire, laissez-faire. I don't know, it's French. I, I say everything like it's Spanish. Ignore me. But laissez-faire is like the hands-off coach. People might think this, you know, she's lazy, right? <laughs> no, this is not saying that you're lazy, but this type of coaching style works really well with highly motivated clients who already have a measure of experience or education in whatever niche you're coaching. Take, for example, if you are a coach for other fitness professionals, they likely don't need you breathing in their neck like a authoritarian type of coach. They might actually fire you for that, okay? <laughs> um, this is the type of coaching style where you see that the client is very, they're highly autonomous. They are great at making decisions for themselves, but where you come in is you are the reinforcer of the greatness that they have within themselves. And you help to provide more of like a path that they can figure out what tool they will use to go down that path with. Um, this is probably better for clients that you've had for a while, or like I mentioned earlier, it's great for clients who are pretty self-sufficient, but they may need a a little bit extra, um, like, like they could do it on their own, but they like the accountability of having someone check in with them or having someone to discuss the granular details of something they may be struggling with, without feeling like um, you are telling them 
what to do, but you're helping them to reason through how they should do something. All right. So the fourth and final coaching style that I'm going to cover with you today is the holistic style or AKA you address the whole person. And this coach doesn't just focus on the program and the time in the gym, but they also help the client to address all aspects of life that impacts them. So this is related to sleep, stress, nutrition, lifestyle, mental fortitude, their own autonomy, the list goes on and on. And it may be my totally biased opinion on this one, okay? But I think that the coaching industry needs more coaches like this. A person who is willing to do the work in educating themselves so that they can be a more full package coach for the client so that the client doesn't have to have a six person health and wellness team, if you will. Like I have a trainer and then I have a nutritionist and then I have a sleep therapist. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. People can hire many people, but the more that you can help them to investigate and address the challenges and problems within like in-house, like with you, the more valuable that trainer, I mean, that coach is going to see you as their trainer and they are going to stay with you. They are going to be on board with how you want to help them. And it just makes the quality of their lives better when they don't have to do so much footwork of hunting down a professional who, quite honestly, because there is so many departments, so many compartments that an individual can fall into, it makes their experience like, uh, well, my trainer's not talking with my nutritionist as well because there's a lag. And it just doesn't make for a well-rounded or for a um, good experience for that client. Not saying that you have to be holistic, but there's nothing wrong with you moving in that direction. Um, a big thing that I'm seeing in the online space is that newer trainers, they're looking at you know other coaches and professionals in the health and wellness space online. And they're like, oh, well, maybe I'm not allowed to talk about nutrition because you know that's out of my scope. And while you may not be able to talk about, you know, digestive health and hormones at depth, you definitely need to know the basic effects that nutrition has on a client and their overall well-being and their performance, because those things definitely impact the work that you're doing with them. So again, it's my biased opinion, my biased opinion that the coaching industry needs more coaches like this, primarily because our clients get enough fragmented help from the medical system where only one aspect of their being is being addressed at a time. And it just would be more effective if the whole being was being considered. All right. So let's wrap this up with three questions. I want you to think about these three questions as a takeaway. Question number one, what type of client do you think your current coaching style attracts? Question two, does that style align with how you want to work and the clients you want to work with? 
and how you see yourself working three, four, five years from now. And lastly, what needs to change in order for you to be more like the coaching style you aim for and less like the one that attracts the type of clients you want to avoid? All right, that's all I got for y'all for this one. So be sure to follow, rate, and review wherever it is you are listening to this podcast, and I'll catch you on the next one. Bye.